This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to another episode of the HP Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. Here with me, Benjamina Smith. Please don't do that. That's your name on uh, when we go when we fly places, right? Oh, that's right. You're yeah. right. When so that's something like they put your middle initial, right? Yeah. So on your boarding pass, it always says Benjamina. Well, I see all your boarding passes, and I think when we went to Honduras together, yeah, it said Dustin. Dustin. That makes sense. Middle initial T. Yeah. So, you know, I like Benjamina. I think you'd make a very beautiful Benjamina. Well, apparently yeah. I already do, since well, that's what it is on my on my plane ticket. That's true. Yeah, I don't know why they do that. Like they, it's weird because like your ticket's supposed to match your ID exactly, and Benjamina is not what my ID says. No. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't really know why they do that that either. But Ben, how are you today? Other than being Benjamina. I'm doing, saying that. I'm doing <laughs> I was great before that. But, yeah. Um, I'm pretty good. It's kind of getting nicer outside. Mm-hmm. It, it's helping my uh, my gloomy spirit. Yeah. I know you don't know this, but I, I have a gloomy spirit sometimes. Mm, I never could tell. I'm not like ever upset. It's just like, oh, I guess it's another day. <laughs> yep. I, oh, no, I understand that. That's kind of, I've kind of felt the same way, I think, the past couple days. I never, I, I don't think I feel down, but I'm just we're we're waiting for packs. Yeah, it's a little bit stressful. There's a lot of stuff happening right now too. A lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. It's definitely been an interesting vibe. Yeah, this week, but I've got exciting things coming up. Yes. So that's no, always a good thing. I just realized something terribly unfortunate. What? I will share it with you in a few in a few moments. That's sad. I'm gonna save it. I'm sad that you have something unfortunate to share. I'll tell you. All right. Okay. So No Phil. No Brandon. You're right. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. You like my singing? I thought of a different... I was thinking, two of us going oh. nowhere. I don't remember the words. It's a Beatles song. Either way, it works. I think we're going to get a copyright strike on both of those songs. I don't think they were long enough for anything to pick it up. But it was so accurate. That's <laughs> you know? true. Yeah. Just like you practically thought you heard Paul McCartney in that I, moment. I did. So, I mean, I'm a big Paul McCartney fan. I know that. I saw Paul McCartney live twice. I did not know twice. I knew yes. you did once. You know, the first time. You know... I love my dad. Uh-huh. And that's I, really cool. What I about Paul McCartney? <laughs> I appreciate him because 
the new uh, stadium was opening in Pittsburgh, uh-huh. Paul McCartney opening act. Yeah. I didn't know about this until after tickets went on sale, well after. Uh-huh. And I was like, Dad, we have, I got to go. Will you please take me to this? Because yeah. I think I was in like 11th grade or something. I wasn't able to go on my own at this point. Right. And tickets were going to be very expensive. But I found some on StubHub uh-huh. that were 80 bucks okay. a piece. Which I was mean, Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. And I I mentioned it and I was like, yeah, I saw these, but I don't really know. Maybe, maybe not. Right. He bought them. Wow. And he took me. Both of us went together, two of us, to the Beatles. Not the Beatles, you know what I mean? But yeah, It's not the Beatles. It was the absolute worst seat in the house. It was wow. like the most far to the right of the stage, the very top row. Was it still worth it? Oh, yes. Yeah. It was an incredible experience. And I always appreciate my dad doing that for me. I took my dad to a hockey game one time. Okay. And uh, it was to see my favorite player's last game. Okay. Ever. Not ever. Ever yeah. with, the, with the team. And there was a bobblehead night for him hmm. and afterwards my dad was like hey you can have this and so he gave me his bobblehead granted i paid for the or i think he paid for the ticket but he still gave me the i mean he gave me the bobblehead it's awful nice i'm trying to think i've ever paid to take my dad somewhere i don't know i mean obviously i've gotten him gifts and stuff i i okay i did pay take him to see guardians of the galaxy okay him and my mom and they both were kind of like hey, it was pretty good yeah but they're not really into marvel movies or anything like that for the most part they're not into movies do they hate fun i think so i think that's it you know i know your parents pretty well and that doesn't really strike me as them (laughs) hating fun no yeah i had a i have a hot take okay that i thought about today that i just want to get out in the open before we start this get it out there just air it all out kevin i'm sorry for you i don't know i know i when i thought of this take i thought of kevin and i didn't know how what he would think about it okay I was thinking about Marvel, and yeah. I've been listening to Lord of the Rings on audiobook. So uh-huh. I've been thinking about the movies. I'm like, there isn't a single Marvel movie that even comes close to one of the Lord of the Rings movies. Why is that specifically targeted towards Kevin? Because I know that Kevin loves Marvel very much, and I thought about him. Well, so do I. Okay. But, well, maybe it can be targeted towards you, too. But I wouldn't take offense to that because oh. it's objectively true. Whoa, okay. Oh, Object- I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, objectively true. I think the best Marvel movie is probably of of my favorites. I mean, Endgame is so good, but it's a half of a movie, really. Uh, not Endgame. Um, Infinity War. Infinity War. I knew what you meant. Yeah, it's it is half of a movie, but it still has a fully developed plot. Yeah, the ending the ending is not the ending most people you know rational people would want for yes. the for the final ending, but it is an ending. It's true. That is true. There have been many worse endings to movies. Yeah. But anyway, Lord of the Rings, man. It's just... It's a cinematic classic. And, I mean, it's a it's a classic in the, the, every other sense as well. I mean, as far as the books go and the lore and... Whew. So this is your first time... This is our Lord of the Rings podcast. Yes. This is your first time reading slash listening to the Lord of the Rings books. Yes. I'm... S- I did not know that, and I'm very excited for you because it's a it's a experience. Here's okay. Here's the I'm, I want to keep this brief since this is, does not matter to what we're talking about. It matters. People care. There are parts over and over again. I'm thinking this is good, but Peter Jackson made the right decision. Oh, over yes. and over again. I'm like the team behind the movies. They cut this or they change this, and for a film, it makes. 
perfect sense. Yes, I would agree with that. Most movies, when when they're adapted from books and they change things dramatically, you think, why did they do that? This this takes away from it. I first read the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy and the Hobbit books when I was in about sixth grade. Okay. And read them multiple times after that. Mm-hmm. So you would think I would be like, no, don't change it. No, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with the changes that were made because mass market audiences would not have appreciated the true Lord of the Rings experience in movie form. Yeah. For example, the the Council of Elrond chapter Uh is in the audiobook was an hour and a half long. Yes. It's a little dry at points. Yes. For sure. Even for me, I was like, oh, it's kind of getting a little boring here. Right. Uh, J.R.R., you know? Yeah, come on, J.R. I call him J. just for short when I call him up. Right. So I'm like, J., you know, this is a little bit long. You know, he's dead. It's a little, <laughs> a little <laughs> bit long. But, you know, I'm still I'm still digging it. It's still good. Right. So the fact that it's much more condensed in the movie was a, was a good decision. But, alas, Ben, what did you dream of? This week. Well, this week I am dreaming of the Apex Legends Battle Pass. Oh, the Battle Pass. It came out today. Today. As we're recording. So yesterday, if you're listening to this on release day. And I mean, I've seen some stuff on I, I haven't even been home since it dropped. Um, but I've seen some stuff where people are kind of down on it on Twitter. Why? They're they're just saying, you know, there's not enough um, good stuff in it and it doesn't progress you fast enough and stuff like that. I'm okay with it. Okay. I'm playing the game without a battle pass now. I've put a lot of hours into that game without a battle pass. I'm still not any good. Yeah. But I like the game as it is. Okay. I don't have any problem paying them 10 bucks for a little more enjoyment. And you know what? If it's just, if it's not the best it's ever been, I've spent 10 bucks on a lot worse. Yeah. So I'm excited just from the fact that it gives you something else to try to achieve right now. Like all I'm trying to achieve is those trophies. Yeah. Uh, the actual PlayStation trophies because I have, I mean, I've already won multiple times. I've got all the characters unlocked except for the new one that just dropped today. So I'm just excited to get into it and, and fight for something more. Cool. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for you. Well, thank I, you. I've been wanting to play recently. Uh-huh. But I was I was hammering out Devil May Cry, right? And then I've I've been in and out of the division, which we'll talk more about later. I've got about twenty seven ish hours, according to Ubisoft, into okay. the division. That's been taking a lot of time away from. I have slept very little lately. Okay, that's okay. You know, yeah. sometimes you have to. Yeah. Then my dream is this Friday. There's a little game coming out uh-huh. called Sekiro. Yes. Shadows die twice. I'm so incredibly excited. And here's why. I want to be very specific about why I'm excited. Bloodborne yeah. is my, I'm pretty sure, is my game of the generation. Right. There is no other experience for me that is quite like the two and a half week, maybe less time period that I was deep in Bloodborne. Right. And Dark Souls 3 was also fantastic. To me, it wasn't, it wasn't as good as Bloodborne. Right. Still, still very, very good. And so I'm excited to see from software do something new within their style. Right. Right. It's still very much a, well, I don't really know. I haven't played it yet. And you haven't really watched much. You've been I, kind of on a blackout. I've been on a blackout. I I saw like the initial videos right. of, of gameplay, but I've been on a blackout. And so 
I know that's different, but I'm just excited for them to do something new uh, and and kick my ass repeatedly. Right. Can't wait. You know, it's funny because I am also very excited about it. Yeah. And I am not a... I have never played the other games in the franchise, or not really the franchise, but from from yeah so for me it's very much i want to dive into this world and hopefully it will instill a deep love of the of the style of games or similar to it i'm sure it will um but and i know it's incredibly soul crushingly difficult yes um i'm down for that my problem has been and the reason i'm excited to jump into this is because it's new it's relevant i can talk about it I know I need to play Bloodborne, but for me, every time I go to play it, I'm like, well, there's this game that came out last week that I should be playing right now. Yeah. It's been hard. You know, some people will say, some people are going to scoff at me right now, but I don't care. I love the co-op in Bloodborne, and not every boss, but a lot of the bosses I would do as co-op, and it does make it easier. Sure. And this game does not have any kind of co-op element, which makes me... I, concerned isn't the right word, but a little nervous about... Uh, that you won't be able to get through it? Not that I won't be able to. It's just amount, the amount of uh, trials and tribulation. Right. Which maybe maybe at the end I'm going to go and say, I should have never done co-op on any of that because it was more rewarding. And the bosses that I have done that I didn't do co-op felt great. But I don't know. I love... I like the, the co-op experience of those games. is very cool. It's like summon someone in. There's like a etiquette. You do like a bow to each other. Usually it's very jolly go lucky times. And so I'm jolly go lucky. I'm very excited to dive into this game. I think it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Hopefully. So the, this is the unfortunate news. I just remembered what this game's coming out Friday. Yeah. My parents are going to be here this weekend. Oh no. So, which is fine because it's not like I'm hanging out with them the entire time. Constantly. They're here. Sure. But it is going to change the dynamic of how I will be playing it this weekend. If it takes you till Friday to get it. That's that's true. We shall We shall see. We shall see about that. And nothing illegal going on here. Oh no no just, no. Just some other, you know, game media people stuff. Yeah. So, Ben, I have this week's very serious question. I'm ready. I'm primed. I'm good to go. I feel like this is a serious question. I'm gonna do one sentence, but I'm going to explain a little bit. Okay. We've talked about this. Ben, why do people eat food that smells bad? I've never understood this. Okay. Okay. You have something like deviled eggs, egg salad, or I guess those are two egg-related products. Yeah, they are. But, I mean, I'm a, I am would I never know if we should pass the crude barrier on this podcast, but they smell like farts. And why would you want to eat something like that? Do you like eggs at all? I do like eggs. Okay. I like scrambled eggs. Yeah. You know, cooked, like, I don't know, hot you eggs, we'll say. You don't like hard-boiled eggs, though? No. Because hmm. they smell bad. There's. I'm trying to think of another example of food that smells bad. Like, to me, there's well, a disconnect between <clears throat> you smell something, it's gross, uh-huh. take a bite. Like, right. The smell is so connected to the taste. It is, and I agree with you, but I will also say, and we've had this discussion for real before. Yes. Um, I wrote this question when I thought Phil was going to be here, so uh, it would be new and fresh, but I'll, let's rehash it. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we've had that on the podcast, though. So No, no. Okay. I think that there are things that smell exactly like they taste. Yes. And there are other things that smell one way, and when you taste it, they taste a different way. 
Okay. You once told me, and I'm I'm gonna rip on you here. Okay. That's fine for all the people to hear. I'm ready. You once told me, I don't like pickles. And I said, Oh, that's weird. I love pickles. They're one of my favorite things. And you were like, Yeah, I've never had one and I never will. And I said, Now wait. Not liking pickles and never having had a pickle are not two things that you can say and they both be true. Mm-hmm. Because currently you neither like nor dislike pickles. You don't know what you think about pickles other than that you don't want to eat them, which is fine. I'm not going to assess that that prerogative of yours. But what I will say is pickles smell much different than they taste. I like the smell, but I understand why you don't. Ben, do you like eating shit? I never tried it. See, this is the same logic. No, it's not the same logic because you have to imagine that shit as it stands is a... Uh, byproducts human waste it's called Mm. there are um very little nutrients in it because they've all been stripped away and that's that's what's left over so pickles are something you don't like the smell of but they are still valuable in a sense a nutritional value Mm. i don't know it's just you don't like vinegary anything you don't like ketchup you don't like no but you've never had ketchup I have had ketchup. Oh, you have had ketchup. Okay. Yes. It's, it's very, been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. Since I've had ketchup. Third yeah, so. copyright. If we're going one copyright strike, <laughs> we well. can go for them all. Uh, so for me, I'm, I'm going to keep using pickles as an example. I understand why you don't like the smell. I do like the smell, but I don't think they smell exactly like they taste. Yeah. So people eat things that don't smell. I eat fish and I think fit. I don't eat a lot of fish. I eat like, you know, crabs and oysters and stuff like that. Yeah. I think it smells wretched, mm. but it doesn't taste wretched. Mm. It tastes and the, the smell doesn't translate into the taste. There are many different things that the smell, it smells exactly like it tastes. Mm. And they have manufactured like, I read a book once when I was in college where a guy went to some McDonald's research factory or something and they held something up to his nose and he was like that's a big mac for sure and he opened his eyes and it was just like a stick with some liquid on it where they like manipulate they like made the scent whoa this isn't that okay (laughs) interesting yeah i want some of that that big mac perfume (laughs) (laughs) that's right dude dude all the ladies want a man who smells like a big mac why not one of these days ben for this very serious question i'm gonna hit you guys with a bomb like like, uh, what is the meaning of life? What is, or just like, is it worth it? <laughs> the very serious question is, is it worth it? Can you work it? Can, oh, oh. Okay, let's let's go ahead and get into the news. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Ben, today something very interesting was announced. And we're either going to look back 
today and laugh uh-huh. or think or be like, wow, that was the beginning of the future. Right. Today, Google announced a new platform for gaming called Stadia. Stadia. They announced this at GDC. And let's talk about it a little bit. So Stadia started as Project Stream last yes. year. Uh-huh. They gave people a chance to check out Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free. Yep. You and I both got to check it out. It worked pretty well, yeah. I would say. And it worked better than any other game streaming service I've used. How's yes, that? That is correct. It's worked it worked better than any other game streaming service. Personally, I felt lag on it still. Yeah. And so did you. I tried it on both my laptop and my hardwired PC. And I thought this is playable because it's at Assassin's Creed. Right. But I'm not sure if a first person shooter is going to be worthwhile. You'd be very frustrated, I think. Yes. Also, it was running at 1080p, but it had compression artifacts. There were definitely compression artifacts. And so that was kind of a downer for me. But technology that was interesting. Well, and I mean, that's the first showing, and it was pro- they were probably trying to push everything to the max. So it's certainly possible that it, you know, that's yeah. not going to be the case moving forward. It was interesting because it all ran in Chrome. Yes. Yeah. Click the button, and within seconds, you were in the game. Right. Very cool. Way faster than the console. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they they did some interesting things at this keynote. I want to mention some of them in particular that I found really interesting. First of all, they're saying we're not just doing 1080p 60. We're doing 4K HDR right. 60 frames a second at launch. Right. In addition, they said we're working in the future to be able to do 8K. Yeah. Well, if, okay. Everybody's working in the future to be able to do 8K. Yeah. So I don't know. That's not really a statement of here's what we're going to have for sure right now. So for those in the audience that aren't super technically minded as far as games, and that's that's completely fine. Sure. 4K, 60 frames per second is extremely hard to do. Yeah. You need a 2080, 2080 Ti maybe. Right. And a you know awesome rig in order to get your computer to do that, and even all games. Not all games are even optimized to do that. Yeah, exactly. So this is this is a big thing to promise. 4K 60 out the gate, and then 8K. That's it was kind of just a weird thing to even mention since there are so few 8K sets. I feel like uh, I feel like 8K was just a throwaway. Like oh look, we're gonna continue innovating. Well, we figured that out. So they mentioned that. Then they also brought out uh, one of the one of the head honchos at id software yeah and said doom eternal is running on this and for it's 4k 60 and people have this is just a summary but he basically was saying that streaming has never been proven to be a great gaming experience so they brought us in to to say hey if it can run Doom and be a great experience, then it, it can make anything a great experience, right? right, right. For that fluidity and the, the level of graphic fidelity. Right. And so he basically was on, on stage to just almost as like a set piece to be like, look, even... Even, even we it, can take it, yeah. Yeah, is, yeah. is behind this. Right. Which... That was kind of my our concerns. We were talking about latency. I know their games are demanding, but they're not. I don't. I don't know who it would have been, but I don't feel like it is the one I would have gone to for that. Hmm. I don't know. 
I feel like it is a is a good choice. Maybe not so much anymore, but at a time they were like the forefront of technical fidelity. They were con- the John Carmack era. They were console killers in a different way. Yeah. So I thought that was an interesting move. Ben, what were some of there were some more interesting features about integrating like streaming into it. Yeah. So basically, I mean, streamers will be able to play on Google Stream. And this is what they're saying. They'll be able to play on Google Stream, which is not the name of it. And I just said it and realized. Yeah. Um, on Stadia. Stadia. Um, they'll be able to play on Stadia and immediately put that onto YouTube with uh, no problems. You know, they'll be able to stream on YouTube. People will be able to interact. They have lots of different features for people to be able to interact and even play along with streamers. I assume streamers have to allow that so as to prevent stream sniping and all that kind of stuff. But the example was someone was playing NBA and there was a wait, a line to play with that streamer. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Another thing was they were showing off like save states uh-huh. where you could share with somebody your save state in the game. Yes. But like this part was crazy. And that person will be instantly be able to jump into that exact moment. And I don't really understand Unless you're doing it for like challenge, I can't, okay. As I'm saying this, I can see other instances where it would be cool. But for me, if I've never played a game or whatever, I don't think. Man, I want to jump into that point three hours and twenty minutes into the game and see if I can beat that boss that he couldn't beat. Yeah, like, that's not really what it would appeal to me. But whatever, I could see it working in some more like creative based games. Like check out my world in Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah, or guess, something yeah. like that. So that was kind of interesting. Another thing that they were talking about when they were talking about the 4K and all that was how the back end, the cloud servers running these are obviously extremely powerful. Right. They brought up that PS4 Pro is 4.2 teraflops and Xbox One X is 6 teraflops and this is 10 teraflops. So Just flopping all over the place. Flip-flopping all around and... So I find, I found that to be pretty interesting that uh, it sounds like a very expensive endeavor. Yes. That, that they're putting putting up this kind of tech behind it. Yeah. So uh, there was a there's a lot of little other things. Let's talk about the controller. Okay. There's a controller coming. There is a controller. You can use your own controllers and mouse and keyboard, uh, but they have a controller that will directly uh, well, that will play the game. But the the really interesting point about the controller that they brought up, which is one of my main concerns, uh, or it kind of helps with one of my main concerns. One of my main concerns is the latency, the input lag. Yeah. Um, they're saying that the controller connects through Wi-Fi directly to the server rather than having to go to your device then to the server, mm-hmm. which will, you know, arguably increase speeds. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they capitalized on that enough on actually explaining what that meant. But then again, they were also talking to game developers who probably understand that a little more than the average consumer. Yeah. Since there's little hints of latency in every step right. of, of your rig, whether it's your TV, your controller, um, your internet, all of that is all factors. So anytime you can cut down on that is going to be a, a good thing, a boost. So it'll run in any Chrome browser. Chrome um, phones. Yep. On uh, TV. Uh, yeah. I mean, if your TV has a built-in uh, Chromecast, or if you have a Chromecast, what is it? The high-end Chromecast, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, that'll run it too. I'd have to assume that my Samsung TV, which has apps on it, uh-huh. there's like a Steam Link app 
Yeah. And you can connect a controller to the USB port of the TV. I'm assuming they're going to do apps like that as oh, well. Oh, yeah. I would imagine they'll be integrated the into the TVs for sure. I'm annoyed. Side note, uh-huh. my, the Steam Link in my TV, when I bought it, they were like, oh, 4K Steam Link is coming. That was like two years ago. I still Not, don't have 4K Steam Link on I it. I think they're kind of killing that, aren't they? What, Steam Link? Yeah. No, 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 no. I actually have some stuff about, well, Steam Streaming. Streaming, yeah. yeah. So the actual Steam Link device, though, is kind of, yeah. So something on the technical side that they were also mentioning was all of the processing, as we mentioned, is happening in the cloud. But it sort of has a cloud computing aspect in that the game servers themselves, I'm trying to think how to say this to make it make sense. Uh-huh. For Crackdown, they were talking about the cloud-based destruction right. that... It was everyone is connecting to this one specific instance in order to have crazy stuff that wouldn't be possible on your one console. Right. So they're talking about having multiple of their 10 teraflop systems. So in theory, you could have a thousand person battle royale game. Right. So not only are we going to have this insane graphic fidelity, but because of the amount of the raw processing of them being networked together will be beyond anything that would be possible on consoles. Sure. So I think that about summarizes everything. I don't know if I'm missing any. I probably am missing. There's lots of stuff we're missing, but uh, you get the basic idea. Yeah. So they've only really, they haven't announced like an official list of games. They don't have a date, but they say it's coming this year. Right. 2019. You have to assume there's going to be around E3. Well, I think I think they'll at least announce a release date around E3, if not the actual, yeah, platform um, release. So I just noticed as well. Uh, Jason Trier just tweeted and said they, they asked Google about an actual hard, piece of hardware. Yeah, and they said unequivocally no. Okay, ever. I think that's the point. Like, right, it is. But yeah. there was a lot of speculation that there would be hardware. Yeah. Uh, so they're saying no, for sure. And he said they declined to comment on things like release date and pricing and everything like that. Um, I have three different ideas about the pricing. Okay. Well, okay, four technically. One, it's going to be hella expensive. Really? That's, that's one of my four. There's, there's four options, and that's the one I think is least likely. Two, it's going to be free, and they'll make money like Steam does by selling games and taking a cut or renting them or whatever. Um, you know, they'll they'll make money off of increased ad revenue from YouTube. They'll make money from uh, hardware sales of the controllers and stuff like that. Uh, or it's going to be like a streaming subscription, basically, like you know, uh, PlayStation P- Now, PlayStation Now, or. Uh, Game Pass or something like, or Netflix, you know, if you want to put in those very binary terms. Um, different, obviously, because there's input and everything. But I think I think that's probably the most likely one is you'll see a subscription model for it and think, you'll get all the games that are there. I think if it's a subscription, though, it's going to be hella expensive because they're putting out stuff like this is going to be where they, they, they're very much very serious about this. Yeah. And they want this to be the place where you're going to be playing games. Right. So you're going to need the latest and greatest. And I don't know if a subscription model works for that. I don't either, but I know that it's working for Xbox. But Xbox Xbox doesn't have Red Dead Redemption. It doesn't have the Division 2 on release day. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they want those types of games on here. Sure. 
So I don't really know what the option is other than maybe it's a situation where you spend $60. Wait, wait, did you just say Xbox doesn't have Division 2? On Game Pass. Really? No. Oh, it's not first party. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah they don't yeah, have Game Sorry. Yeah. Yep. So maybe it's a situation where Google's like, this is our service, and some, if you spend $60, then you have access to it on here forever. Right. Maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's a bad business move. I don't either. I mean, you know, the argument is you don't technically own the game, but do you technically own the game when you buy a digital download anyway? Yeah. That's a whole other debate. Exactly. So we have multiple competitors in this space now. We have Sony, who's been in the modern time, been in it for a very, you know, a long time. Obviously, there was attempts before like on live and things like that. Sure. NVIDIA is in the game with game streaming. We have Sony, as we said, with PlayStation Now. We have Xbox with xCloud uh-huh. and Google Now. And they all seem to have similar but different approaches. It's all very interesting to see how it's shaking out. Yeah. And right now, Xbox has shown a lot of promise in in what they want to do. We don't know a lot about it, but... They definitely are taking it very seriously. PlayStation Now, while it was a trailblazer, is feeling a little antiquated now at this point. Sure. And I've always thought was never very good as far as latency and things like that. It had a big boost when right. it became more like Game Pass and let you download PS4 games. Yes, that's what I was going to say is that the latency, I think, killed it. Yeah, I actually checked out PlayStation Now today. Really? Because I had a seven-day trial. Even though I've done a seven-day trial before, I tried it again. And... It was better than I remembered, but it the, the visual quality was so poor. Right. Like, uh, I was checking out, like, Bioshock on PS3, uh-huh. and it was worse than... than it when wasn't Bioshock just because it was, it was on PS3. It was, like, looked compressed. The latency wasn't as bad as I remember, but it was still not great. Yeah. I had my PlayStation 4 hardwired, and so, yeah, it it's interesting to see how this is going to all shake out here's what i think is going to impact this and i don't know that it's actually going to play a part because many people don't notice it like you and i and many gamers do if there is a lag they're done it's done yeah they, they've got to make it as close to lag free as absolutely possible and of course that's what they want mm-hmm. but the reality of if they can get there is a different story you know <sighs> If you're playing, like you said, if you're playing an RPG or you're playing something like that that's not demanding right away, right now, you're probably going to be fine. If you're playing a game like Cuphead or uh, any kind of game where you have like intense combat or, or shooting or anything like that, you're probably you're probably done for if you got any kind of lag. Yeah, and that's what there's there's it's very exciting the idea of all these features. But we have to think about the extreme limitations of this. Right. First of all, there are thousands of people that do not have good enough internet speeds. For there this. are. In the U.S. alone. There are millions. Probably. Millions. Yeah. That won't be able to use this just based on how fast their internet Dude, is. Dude, there are millions. There are not millions. There are people in our, on this block that don't have good enough internet for that. Yeah. And they don't yeah. want good enough internet I'm just either, saying but. even... There are people that can't possibly even get the internet that's good enough for this. Gotcha. So there's that. There's the idea of 
if and this is a problem we have now with certain games on certain you know on console is that if the servers are down you ain't playing sure right so that's already the case so maybe that one's not quite as bad of a sting right but the the thing i would say about the the internet thing and certainly there are people who still can't get more than dial up or simple dsl in their area so i'm not talking about everybody but I made the example earlier, and it's not a direct comparison to Netflix, but if you think about Netflix when they started their streaming option, and I remember this vividly, the outcry was, I'm sticking to my disk. You'll never take my disk away from me because my internet's not fast enough. I have data caps or whatever. I don't want to have to buy a device, you know, a subscription to watch what I could watch on DVDs, you know, that I'm already paying for it, et cetera. But look at that. Look how that turned out. Yeah. The thing about the quality and the you know, data caps and the speeds and everything, yeah, the speed still needs to be pretty fast for the streaming to actually work. But just because it can run 4K60, or you know, at least they say it can, doesn't mean it has to. Yeah. So, you you know, you run a a 1080 30, pretty mm-hmm. way easier than you run a 4K60. Yeah. And so I think that what you'll see is a as a variety of scaling because of also course. not everybody has a monitor that's going to support 4K. 4K. Yeah. So not everybody needs that, and and I think you'll see some scaling to to make that a little better. But we still do have an infrastructure problem that they can't control like you can when you're making your own hardware. The other thing about the infrastructure that I didn't even think of until now is that there's a lot of people that have data caps. Yeah. Beyond, even if you have the internet that's fast enough right you aren't going to want to use it's going to use up too much of your bandwidth depending on what you're doing yeah but i mean like again we can't really i can't really use that as a definite this is out because of that because it's uh, streaming 4k we already do that if you're just streaming 4k video like people stream 4k netflix yeah people stream high-end netflix so like if you're somebody who has a data cap yeah, maybe another service on top of that now is going to... But it's about the same as an hour as a 4K movie. Yeah. Well, I think it would probably be double if it's 60. 60 if FPS. it's 60. Yeah, if you're playing 60, sure. So the the thing that I'm I wondering... Don't, uh, news alert to everybody out there. I think they might have the capability to stream 4K 60. I don't think a lot of games are going to support 4K 60 because they don't support it now. Yeah. Hmm. Unless... you. You have to assume that these versions of the games are the PC versions. Yeah. Which then they're definitely going to be able to do 4K. Right. So I think you'd be surprised. I think they're going to be more than you think. Yeah. That will be able to do 4K 60 out the gate. Right. But I still think the hardware is the problem, though. Hardware? What do you mean? Like, if I'm if I'm streaming on my iPhone 7. Yeah. What's 4K matter to me? Well, yeah, that's not what I'm... I mean... But I'm saying there's going to be a lot of people who don't need that 4K capability. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I lost my train of thought. Let's let's go in a different direction here. Okay. So data caps, the 4K, it's that's going to be an issue. I don't know. What do we overall? Is this something, Ben? Like that? Are you ready to give up your console? And if this is if this works out, is this? Something that you think you could see yourself using? Oh, I could see myself using it for sure if the experience is good. Yeah. I mean, the way I want to look at this is I'm going to be excited and pumped because guess what? If this is a good service that works well and 
let me be a little selfish for a minute. I'm not one of those people that live in Oklahoma. I'm just using Oklahoma as an example because I saw somebody say that on Twitter today. I'm not one of those people living in Oklahoma who has dial-up. Yeah. I live in a decent internet area, and I have decent hardware already. If the, if it works for me, I'm pumped. I want it to succeed overall, obviously, but uh, I'm going to be okay probably as long as they can get the latency thing down. Yeah. Um, so I want it to work. I'm excited about it. And until they prove me wrong or they, they prove themselves wrong, really, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm anticipating it because like, I'm just thinking about if I can run it from any device, then that means I can take a controller and we've dissed playing on your phone with so many other things. I can yeah. play it on my phone with a controller wherever I'm at. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the data caps and everything else, but I, I don't if I don't see myself having an issue yeah. with streaming stuff because we have what we have a two terabyte data cap here. Yeah, one or two, um, something like that. Yeah, I think mine's two, and I never even get close. And I watch movies in the highest resolution my TV will allow. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it the the latency is the biggest thing. I think that if somebody sits down to use this as a trial and it doesn't feel right exactly right. If the controls are soft, the controls are soft, a tiny bit behind. I don't think it's going to work out, right? Because playing a game, really, if you think about it in the most bare bones way, is how it feels to play it, how you feel when you play it. Sure. And if something is disconnected there, right, the whole experience is a miss, right? And they have to know this, right? And so, to me, it's the fact that they brought up id. Yes. You know, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. It was a very strategic move because I wouldn't say I'm confident, but that gave me some confidence right. in this. You know so, what else I was just thinking? Yeah. How much you don't realize it, but controller vibration is a is a very integrated, like a very in-depth part of the playing a game. Yeah. There are games I play that when the controller shakes and something's corresponding on screen, you don't really realize it until you think about it. Yeah. And... I don't know if that controller has their new controller has vibration built in. I'm sure it does to some yeah. extent, but I wonder if there's going to be any kind of, you know, if there's even a slight latency, if that's going to be goofy with the controller, like you feel yeah. a vibration before it actually happens or not. Hmm. It's a very minor thing for me, but yeah, still something that they were saying, this is a random side note, but they were like, because no other company can do streaming like we can, because it's connected to Google's backbone. Right. Which I don't really know what that means as far as they showed like a graph that other streaming providers ha- have to go through all these different layers in order to get to their servers. Mm-hmm. But Google, it's a direct connection. Right. I don't really understand that. Well, in a lot of areas, Google is the ISP now. Okay. I mean, they're... they're Google Fiber. Google, Fi- Google Fiber, yeah. They're buying up all sorts. So that's part of it. But I'd say the, back, the backbone piece is that most of the internet runs on Google. Yeah. So... Google and Amazon Web Service. All right, let's move on for now. These are some shorter ones that won't be as long. Bethesda has announced that they are returning to E3 this year to another press conference, another event. Yep. Bethesda always puts on fantastic events. Tons of food, tons of drinks. Yep. And they put on a good show, I would say. I thought last year's show was pretty fun. Couple awkward moments here and there. Andrew WK. Yes. And in hindsight, some things sound a little silly, like when Pete Hines, uh, no, not Pete Hines, um, 
the other uh, the other guy the other guy uh, Todd Howard Todd Howard when Todd Howard says it just works about Fallout seventy six yeah not a good moment looking right. back on it now right. hindsight's twenty twenty so they definitely I'm sure are going to be showing off Doom Eternal oh yeah maybe Starfield is this year that we see Starfield I don't think so I mean we may see a, a cinematic trailer I mean they have to come with more than Doom though what else is there well that's what we said last year. What else is there? We didn't know almost anything they were coming out. They they were announcing last year. I'm trying to think what studios they have. They've got Arcane, which they assumingly are in development with something since uh, Dishonored Two wrapped, and Prey is no longer doing DLC or anything like that. So right. they're working on something that I guess could potentially be revealed. There's two actually. That's a at for a time was a split studio. Yeah, because they were working on Prey and Dishonored Two simultaneously. So. I'm curious to see what's going on there. Praying Dishonored 3. I'm thinking that series is going to go on ice, though, for right now. Yeah. Based on Well, they how, said that kind of. Yeah. So maybe something from them. I think that Bethesda Game Studios proper is going to be sitting this one out. Hmm. If, if it's not Starfield, then nothing at all. You think if they, if they come on with anything, do you think they'll also talk about... Um, about Elder Scrolls at all, or do you think last year they got so much ridicule that they won't do? It I don't. I I think that there won't be a whiff of Elder Scrolls Six. Yeah. In this conference, I mean, I don't. I wasn't expecting like footage or anything. But, yeah. Um, I'm wondering. I mean, uh, you're going to see all sorts of other stuff, not from Bethesda Game Studios, but I think I think you'll probably see, uh, Rage Two DLC kind of stuff come out. Okay. Um, I think that kind of thing will be. You know, they they featured a lot of DLC and expansions and stuff last year at yeah. their press conference. I think they'll do that again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to think about. We also have the Wolfenstein game. Yeah. That's that stars uh BJ's daughters. Wait, when right? is that coming out? I don't know. We haven't seen anything on it since E three. There was also the the VR stuff that we haven't seen anything on. Right. The VR the the Wolfenstein one I played that was terrible. Dude, that was really bad. It was really bad. I mean, it was really early. The but Prey one I did not think was good. And that one came out, didn't it? I don't Maybe know. not. I don't know if it came out, to be honest. I can't even remember the name of it, but it was not good. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what Bethesda does. Next one. This one I don't want to talk about too long, but in relation to what Google talked about, Valve is kind of stepping up their game. You can now use Valve's game streaming from any computer over the internet huh. or I'm pretty sure steam link at this point, it used to be steam link had to be on the same network Same network, right? Or you could use two computers on the same network and stream one game, one yeah. to the other. They've now upped their game and moved it over the internet. You have to assume this is them just being like, Hey, we're working on our own kind of uh streaming stuff. Yeah. I just don't know if it works very yeah. well. I just feel like it has a latency problem. That's the thing. I was so close to buying an NVIDIA Shield, uh-huh. which is the best in-home streaming device. Right. And I still saw people that were like, yeah, there's a hint of latency on it, but it's the best. Right. And that's in-home streaming. I mean, it's it's almost, I don't know when, it's, but it's going to be a long time before you get zero latency. Yeah. You have latency on consoles sometimes. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Dude, that's why I got the CRT hooked up. That's right. When you play Mario, no, no latency. No latency. All analog, baby. Okay. 
couple short ones. Castle Crashers is coming to PS4 and Switch this summer. Yeah. This isn't, there's nothing very much to talk about. I'm just really excited. It's going to be fun. The thought of playing Castle Crashers on Switch, get your Joy-Cons out, have a little co-op. That's right. Sesh. Yep. It's going to be great. I can't wait for that. Call of Duty has a mobile game coming out, which people were poo-pooing online I saw today. Yeah. This is a no-brainer, and I'm surprised it took them this long. It's going to sell gangbusters. You look at the success of PUBG Mobile. Oh my god. Fortnite goodness. Mobile. Yep. It's it's gonna happen. I'm I watched the teaser and they didn't specifically mention blackout, but I'm there's going to be blackout mode yeah. on this mobile game, just yeah. like PUBG Mobile. And it's gonna make a shit ton of money. Yep. And who knows? It might even be good. Uh, yeah. Hard to say. <laughs> I mean, people seem to really gravitate towards these shooter phone games. Even though you and I don't like them. Do people grab it? Yeah, I mean, I can play them, but I'd rather, if I'm going to play a game on my phone, I'd rather it be something simple and stupid, honestly. Yeah. But do people like them, or is it simply that it's convenient and that they don't have a console or a PC? Or, I don't know. I don't know either. I do know. I do not remember who I was talking to. Someone was like, yeah, I have PUBG on PC, and I like it, but I end up playing PUBG Mobile more. I think it was Matt. Okay, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, okay, it was Matt. So that's kind of, I think that is the convenience factor there for him. Sure. But so that's definitely there. But I'll be curious to see how Call of Duty pulls it off. Last time we had a Call of Duty mobile on Vita, uh-huh. not so hot. Yeah. I don't I wonder who's making that. I wonder if they have like a, a non-Activision team making that. If they're subcontracting that out. I think most mobile games are that way from big studios. They're subcontracted. Yeah. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. So, Beat Saber. Yes. Confirmed coming to the Oculus Quest. Ben, this is really an excuse for me to talk about the Oculus Quest. Dude, I want to talk about the Oculus Quest, so that's good. You and I, we've been lightly talking about it. You've asked me on a couple occasions, Dustin, are you getting one of these? Yeah. And I've officially said yes yeah i want one of these very badly right for those of you who don't know oculus quest is the new standalone headset from oculus you do not need a pc it has full inside out tracking so you don't need any kind of sensors it has touch controllers that are fully uh what's the word i'm looking for they're detected in space right (laughs) inside out yeah tracked inside out tracking so it the people that have used it say that it is fantastic. It is a Rift-like experience. Of right. course, it's not going to be like a high-end PC on your face sure. as far as quality. but They're they, showing this off at GDC right now, from what yeah. I understand. I, I'm really hoping to get my hands on one at PAX 
Ooh, yeah. Because I just I want to try it. I'm really excited, Ben, about the idea of this, the inside out tracking in particular, because I like the idea of I can go somewhere or or you go outside in my yard, uh-huh. have a giant space that I can play VR. You could be like Star Wars kid. Exactly. Yes. No, no shame. You know, that's right. Or something stupid like my church basement or something. I don't, <laughs> I, it would be weird to be like, hey, can I come in the church basement on a Wednesday night or whatever just right. to play VR? Somewhere that you can go that has a big space right. and set up your parameters and you have giant room scale VR instantly. Right. Because right now in this room that we're recording right now, I have a very small room scale experience. Yeah, I mean, it's still... You still have a decent sized room here, mm-hmm. but it's not anything like unlimited. Basically, you can take a couple steps here and there, but you're not going to do full on walking, right? Whereas in this, it seems like that's definitely a possibility. A for possibility, sure. yeah. So that is extremely intriguing to me, and the fact that the price point is at four hundred dollars, yeah, insane. Yep. Like to me, four hundred dollars, of course, is not cheap. It's not a impulse buy but it's decision. not insurmountable either yeah four hundred dollars it's like a new when when playstation 4 came out it's a new console right. and i think a lot of people are going to look at this like a new console now here's my question yeah will you keep your rift yes really oh yes Cause, i because of the power aspect yeah the power aspect and i i expect that will there are going to be way more rift games than oculus quest games. sure and yeah. so i'm curious how much the difference in quality is going to be uh-huh. between the two. Like how bad this sounds like a bad way to put it, but how bad is the quest going to be as far as graphics? Right. So I'm also excited just to the aspect of having a VR headset for media like video. I, and yeah, yeah, I have no shame that if I'm on a plane, I'm going to pop one of these on. Sure. And as you said, you claimed that said I was watching hentai on the plane. Well, whatever. No, I'm watching anime that might have a little more titular aspects. Okay, you were watching anime that you described as romance. That's only half a step away from hentai. It was romance, but it was non-sexual uh-huh. in any way. Uh-huh. For now. For now. I've watched anime that had sexual aspects. Sure. Very, makes me very uncomfortable sometimes. Right. Sometimes it doesn't. You never know. <laughs> but. I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying you should be ashamed. Fair enough. But anyway, I'm saying use it on the plane, escape from where you are yeah. for just a little bit. That intrigues me. Talk about anime real quick. Yeah. It's really funny to me because like you like anime and you like the even the romance animes. Yeah. But you hate you you would not watch a chick flick, even if it was artistic. No, no, no. Not at all. It's just it's just an interesting. Uh, well, what do you mean by artistic? Well, I mean if it wasn't just pure trash. I like I would say I like romance. There are romance movies that I really like. Okay. But I wouldn't watch a chick flick. Yeah. I guess it's a, it's a it's an unfair comparison because anime is probably more in depth. Have you more in tune? Do you know of the before trilogy? Like before sunrise? Yeah, I know of it. Hey, have you seen them? Uh no. You should watch it. I have them on Blu-ray. I'll let you borrow them. Okay. Very excellent romance right. films that I love very, very much. But I don't know, something about romance anime. Everybody out there, if you got a romance anime you like, please hit me up on Twitter at Dustin Canfly. Let me know. I think the thing I have about anime in general, and yeah. specifically romance anime, is everybody at anime feels young to me. Mm. And that makes me feel bad. 
They are usually young. They are usually young, yes. Yes. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oculus Quest looks awesome. I'm very excited to try it out and especially try Beat Saber. One last thing I want to say. They may have said this. I don't know. Will my Rift games be crossed by with Quest? That's a good question. I didn't see anything about that on the website when I was looking at it like yesterday or the day before. Um, I really hope so. I would imagine it's going to use your Oculus account. Yeah. In which case, um, probably. In just, another in another case, that makes it more tempting because uh, we have a company, uh, the Oculus account, that, yes, that you've purchased that a I few things. That I bought Beat Saber on. <laughs> on yeah. So, yeah. So, man, I would it would be really nice if it was... Um, cross by yeah all right let's go ahead and move on uh let's see you already killed my thunder on this one apex legends battle pass is out now and there's a new character named octane yeah are you gonna buy octane uh i'm gonna buy octane with the in-game earned currency with the battle pass money you get well i've i've already gained oh okay i mean i'm yeah. i'm probably three quarter i've bought both characters with the in-game money mm. And I'm about three quarters of the way to, to enough to buy another one. Okay. So I'll buy Octane probably in the next couple of days. I'm seeing he's a speedy boy. Yeah, he seems fast. He jumps high. Yeah. Well, it doesn't really jump high. He uses launch pads. I uh, can let other people use them too. That's interesting to me. Um, I haven't, I've tried not to look too, too much at it because I kind of want to be surprised. Surprised. Okay. But at the same time, I kind of know what the, the gist is. Cool. And we're doing something special this episode, and it's perfect. Since every, it's, every episode we do something special. That's true. But this is particularly good since it's just you and I. No offense against Phil. Uh-huh. But I want to do a review in progress type discussion Oh, on a certain game that we're checking out called The Division 2. Yes. So uh, real quick, full, full transparency, Ubisoft did re- provide us with codes to the game. Yes. I'm playing on PC. You are playing on PS4, so Correct. we kind of have two different experiences. It's interesting because we can't play together. Which was not what they wanted. The, that's not what they intended, but that's what ended up happening. <laughs> yeah, we. so you had asked for another code, and they sent PC. And we wanted to start capturing, and we were waiting and waiting, and then it's like, just right. use it. So Yeah, she, the, our contact was like, here's a PS4 code for you. And I was like, great. And I redeemed it and started downloading it, and I was like, by the way, since this game is so heavily focused on multiplayer or co-op, as a matter of fact, in the review guide that they send, which is, by the way, 67 pages long, yeah, um, it'll, that's a legitimate number. It's 67 pages long. Uh, since the review guide says multiple, multiple times co-op is a must, co-op is a must, I'm like, well, hey, could we get another code since co-op is a must and that's before technically released, so can we get a code? She was like, sure, you should definitely be able to play together. And then sent me a PC code. And I was like, oh, could you send me another PS4 code? And then I didn't hear from her again. So, yeah, no big deal. It was like a Friday. I'm, yeah, I know it was, it was not intentional, I'm sure. And um, I'm not blaming because I know that's a very busy time for them. But it was just kind of unfortunate. Anyway. Yeah. So, Ben, did you play the Division 1? Not a single bit. I watched some streams, um, stuff like that, but I never played it. I played a tiny, teensy bit of Division 1, but not enough to really dive in. It didn't speak to me. And so this is kind of, I would say, is my first Division experience. Yeah. And from what I understand, it's a much better experience anyway. Really? Okay. 
So they fixed a lot of annoying stuff, but I don't yeah. know what that annoying stuff was. So this is a very much a games as service looter shooter, whatever you want to call it, where there's a million things to do. It's Ubi, very Ubisoft in that way. And then it's like, take this control point, uh-huh. go and do this side mission. You can collect these things across the map. There's a million things to do. Right. But it has that online multiplayer aspect where there's certain areas that you're going to see other players. You can have other players join your world. You can do matchmaking with people. You can do verses. Right. There's the dark zone, which I haven't gotten to yet. I have not either. But the dark zone. Do you know what that is? I'm familiar with the concept. Yeah. yeah. So dark zone, for anyone who doesn't know, is I'm going to explain it to the best of my knowledge. You go into the dark zone. In there, it's a free for all. Uh-huh. Anyone can kill anyone. You can team up with anybody. Who knows? There's very good loot in the dark zone. You can get up to four pieces. And then if you want to get it out, it needs to be extracted via helicopter. So I think you have to like shoot a flare up in the air and then a helicopter will come and pick it up. Right. And that's how you get it out. So when you do that, you're obviously drawing a ton of attention to yourself and someone could come kill you. Take that gear. But we're not there yet, but I'm I'm very intrigued by it. So overall, then, Ben, how are you finding this game overall? I am finding it more addicting than I expected. Okay. I think I've got about 26, 27 hours into it, which is too much uh, for for what, my timing right now. But um, really enjoying it, uh, finding it just when I feel like it's getting too repetitive and I'm doing the same things over and over, they wildly vary the mission, Okay. Um, which I really do appreciate. I mean, it's still the basic mechanics, but... It's a it's a totally different type of setup for the main campaign missions and even the side missions to some extent. Yeah. Um, so I'm enjoying it. I have still not played any co-op, okay. which is disappointing, of course, because it's meant for co-op. But I'm still finding that I'm able, very able to, um, to complete everything on my own so far. Yeah. There was one boss where it took me a couple tries. I kept dying in, in one of the main missions, but eventually I got there. So I right now, the thing that is impressing me the most is that the the level design will say like where where the battlefield ha- the, in the level, yeah. the way that they're intricately designed, the way enemies come in is awesome. Yeah, I'm finding that each fight is very fun and Even very different. The, yeah, they can be very different in that. Yeah. You have guys that are going to snipe you, grenades, or people that rush you. Right. And so you are always on your toes. Yep. There is no just clunking down and picking off one enemy at a time. There's right. some of that. Yeah. You won't be able to do that the whole time. The amount of ways that they give you to change up your play style uh-huh. is good. There's special abilities. Like I'm using the drone yep. right now. I just started using the drone. The drone is very effective. Yes. I also have the ability that like scans for enemies around you. I use that for a little bit, but I didn't think it was as effective as the drone. I think it's worthless. Yeah. Honestly. And I just got a new ability point that I can pick something new. So I'm going to get, I think I'm going to get the turret maybe. Yeah. The turret's great, dude. Yeah. I'm going to get the turret, but I, yeah, the, the moment to moment firefights I am absolutely loving. Yeah. I'm finding, I found, especially at the beginning, this game is a bit, much to grasp everything going on and the more i play the more i understand and so it's not it's no longer a problem 
I think I agree with that in the sense that I was feeling the same way at the beginning. But one, the more you get into it, certainly the easier, and this is any game, the systems become and you understand more what's going on. But two, I'm realizing that there are certain things that you just don't really need that much. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to think of a specific example right now, but like all the systems don't actually matter as much as others. Yeah. There's almost just like, there's a lot of times where I'm like, well, I don't really know what I should do, right? I've got all this gear. Should I break it down? Right. Should I sell it? Yep. Should I, what should I save? Is there anything worth saving since I'm constantly leveling up? Not right. really. Should I buy new items? Should I craft them? Should I go try to find them? Should I complete projects? Should I specifically try to get mods? Should I like, yeah, there's so many different avenues to go down. It's almost like restricting, like you don't know what to do. My strategy, aspects. I mean, I've had a little bit of strategy as far as like what I want to do specifically, but my strategy is pretty much just complete everything on the map and then visit those friendly points and try to turn stuff in and see if it works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm enjoying the character progression though, as I said, felt a little um, obtuse at first. I'm, I'm starting to really enjoy getting in there and like, I'm I'm unlocking the attachments for the guns, which yeah. makes a huge difference. It does. The the perks that you get through the technology make a huge difference. Yep. You can get more grenades or your you can carry more ammo, stuff like that has been has been pretty cool. So also since we're just spitballing stuff, I got yeah. I'm playing on PC. Uh-huh. PC version, a little bit buggy for sure. My rig is pretty good. In what ways is it buggy? A lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm running on a GTX 1070 with a it's like an i5 7400 quad core processor. It's not top of the line, but it's, it's good. It ain't bad. Yeah. Ubisoft games are usually CPU intensive, uh-huh. but I'm having a hard time in in more open areas maintaining 60 frames. It's yeah. like a tiny bit stuttery. In addition to that, I'm getting like a weird like audio glitches. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, not good at all. And I was playing with our friend David Uh from the Super Best Friends video game Sleepover last night. And there's a really weird bug with scaling right now. Yes, Yes. Where the way the game is supposed to work is if I'm level 20 and you're level 10, you join on my game and it's going to bump you up to level 20 while you're with me. Right. And you will still level up things like that and they'll of course progress back when you go back to your normal level uh-huh. but the problem was i was doing the correct amount of output damage right but i was getting killed in one shot so you called that a bug and i think it is a bug but in reading through the review guide which i don't think everyone has access access no, to no, obviously no. i think those are like nda so be careful oh i don't know exactly what's nda but they didn't say there was an nda specifically okay <laughs> But, well, well, and also, okay, let me let me do it this way, because I know I also saw it on their website. Um, so this part specifically is definitely not NDA. They mention in multiple ways, in multiple different phrases, play with somebody who's near your level or you'll get destroyed hmm. or they'll get destroyed. You will progress much easier and faster and survive longer if you're playing with someone near your level. So to me, it seems like either they knew that was going to happen and they thought we'll get ahead of this. Or they specifically um, specifically made it so that that would be the way to do it. So that if you're playing with somebody who's higher level, basically maybe so you don't like 
slingshot players because you yes. know how yeah let me i i feel like i left out a crucial detail okay we were doing a mission that i believe was for level three. Oh. and i was level six or yeah. seven and david was level like i want to say 17 okay but i'm not positive and so it made the level three characters the enemies level 17 oh it scaled them too it scaled them and it was it was weird because it should have been a situation where like David may have felt a little OP, but he was able to play with us, right. who was down on the lower level. But that's not what it did at huh. all. Okay, I agree with you about slingshotting. That shouldn't you shouldn't be able to be like, oh well, if I play a couple of missions on the highest difficulty, I'm going to boost a million levels very right. quickly. I used to do that in RPGs all the time. Yeah, MMORPGs. Yeah, so that's that's been kind of odd. I have, like I said, the frame rate's been a little bit all over the place. I haven't been getting crashing. I've crashed one time. Okay. I've been hearing about a lot of people talking about the game crashing yeah. a lot for them. So it's That's, a little bit of a mixed bag right now on PC. Sounds like the PC is not as good as the, I mean, the console version has a few problems here and there. Um, mostly it's a little bit of screen tearing yeah. and a little bit of lag, but it's also an always online game. So I give that, I forgive that a little bit more than I would with sure. a, a static game, but yeah, it sounds like PC needs a little bit of work. Yeah, I will tell you, Ben, I don't think you should even look at my game on PC running at 60 FPS. Yeah. Because it's going to hurt you. Like it feels good or bad? Oh, it feels so good. Nice. And the thought of playing at 30 FPS, yeah. something like this. It's like when I first played Destiny 2 on PC. Uh-huh. It's like I can never go back. Oh, I know. I that's, can never go back to playing that's how it on console. I felt console. too. Yep. So, yeah, I, I don't know. Now, okay, so you have given me zero reasons to not buy it on PC now that you've said that. Zero reasons to not. <laughs> to not buy it on PC. Yeah. As long as you're going to keep playing it, I might buy it. I don't know, though, yeah. especially with uh, Sekiro coming. That's true. So there's that. But Sekiro's a, a, a finite experience. Division, true. you can play forever. True. That, that's, that's true. I don't know. I, I wish I could give you a more definitive answer right now, but yeah. I, I really don't know. I'm going to keep playing for now, though, yeah. for sure. So overall, I feel like we should, if there's a review in progress, we should give some kind of recommendation. I recommend you play it. Okay. I don't know if I should give it a score or anything. No, no, no. Um, I recommend you play it and you play with a friend, even though yeah. I haven't done that. I'm going to say if you already know you like these types of games, yeah, you're going to like this. I mean, maybe yeah. you're feeling a little burned by Anthem. You're going to like this. If you are feeling burned by Anthem, but you wanted to like Anthem, you should play Division 2. Yeah. And that's just... Sorry, our... sorry. Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Tom Clancy's Division 2. Sounds like a Pokemon. Tom Clancy's dead. Okay. He What's dead. he doing making games? Okay. Is I, he sitting behind the I, keyboard? I think they're making, making him these in, his, bugs? in his name. Maybe there were misspellings in the book, and that's why they got the code wrong. That could that could be it. Okay, so that's that. Let's let's leave it at that, and we'll we'll check back in on the division. Another point, we'll have a full review coming on handsomephantom.com. Yep, there's a review in progress up there. It's about three or four days old now, but it's what I thought so far. Yeah. So Ben, let's do in one tweet. I put out a tweet just earlier today. I may have screwed up and forgot a little bit. I'm setting a reminder, so I do it a little earlier. But this is a blessing in disguise. you got to make the best of your situation. It's true. But here's what I want to say. What? You said back in the Adventure Mode days, our old podcast, that you were going to set a reminder. But this is a different podcast. <laughs> I know. 
So I need to set a whole new reminder. Yeah. Anyway, I made the best of the situation, and I said, Google has announced this new streaming platform called Stadia in one tweet. Do you think streaming is the future, or will it fall by the wayside like previous attempts? Michael Betts writes in and says, it is the future. Right now, it's too early. Most people don't have fiber internet that couldn't even come close to 4K 60 FPS low latency. I think he's right. Yeah. It's going to take some time. Matt Riggs. But I still feel like people are taking that 4K 60 and applying it across the board when they probably don't even play that now. So why would they expect that they would play that then? True. Matt Riggs says, Google has the cash and the technical know-how to pull this off. Streaming is the future. Look no further than the likes of Spotify for music or Netflix for TV and film. I almost exclusively stream these other forms of entertainment. So isn't it only natural for games to follow suit? Yeah. Yes and no. Yes and no. The input is the only real big thing. Yes. I'm tired of hearing the comments about the, the data caps and the speeds and everything like that. We have those problems in other mediums already, and they're doing just fine. Yes. The thing I have the problem with is the latency, and we'll see how that goes. I'm with you. Finally, Zoe Storm says, I mean, if you're in a good country, a.k.a. UK, France, and not places like the USA or Turkey, you're good. I say this because the USA has a bad Wi-Fi map. Like 70% of the country has terrible internet because it's rural. I think they meant... Not Wi-Fi, right. but uh, some people IFP. think some people think Wi-Fi is also. We get we synonymous. understand what yeah, trying yeah. to say here. Um, here's my problem with that. I hear people in other countries complain constantly about their bad internet, so I don't know what the truth is. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the United States is a big place with big areas of no people, so of course the map is going to look sparse. But I still agree with the the statement overall. Yeah, I think Google missed a big opportunity here. Okay. Maybe not missed a big opportunity. Oh, I, I realize I've, I missed something big about the announcement. Anyway, go ahead and I'll say it. Do you know why it's called Stadia? Is it supposed to be like Stadium? Yeah. I feel like they didn't emphasize that enough. Yeah. In their very first like opening video, they said something about you know the stadium is where everybody goes. But then they just left it at that and just never mentioned stadiums or anything like that again. They just said Stadia. And I was like, well, it kind of doesn't make sense unless you were paying attention to that that very specific video at the beginning of the stream. Yeah. I forgot to mention, Ben, that Google is putting their money where their mouth is. They have their own first-party studios. You're right. That's an incredibly important part. That is huge. I can't believe I forgot it. They have first-party. They have second-party. Right. They're going to be exclusive games for this platform. Yeah. Which, that makes me feel even more bad for the people that (sighs) might not be able to play them. Yeah, but... There's people who can't play Destiny or The Division. Or, yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it still sucks. It still sucks, but it's not like it's that much. It's a new platform doing the same thing other platforms are doing in a different way. Yeah. Fair enough. Ben? Yeah. That's it for this show. That's this is done. a long one. A little bit. It, it got a, I, We took a little break for our when our uh, bumpers go up, and I was like, holy shit, we're already at 55 minutes. I don't know what we're at now. I don't know. But your dog is barking. Yeah, Frisk is crazy. going crazy. These mics are good enough. I don't think you'll be able to hear it, but yeah. she's she's doing some borking. She's borking like crazy. All right, Ben, let's wrap this up. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. We appreciate it. If you listen to any podcast out there, you're listening with us. It means a lot. So if you want to help us out, there's a couple ways you can do that. Number one, leave us a review 
and a uh, subscription. Subscribe right on subscribe, iTunes. review, review rate. rate. It all helps out a lot. Uh, the other way is money, but not by giving us money, but by using handsomefandom.com slash Amazon. It's our affiliate link. When you buy something, it gives us a little bit of kickback and it doesn't cost you anything. Although if you want to just directly give us money, that's fine too. Yeah, that's fine. You know, it helps. DM us. Keeps the mics running. So uh, last but not least, if you want to join our community, you can go to handsomefandom.com slash discord. Join up. If you're playing Division 2 on PC or on PS4, join that discord and specifically at mention Ben and I because I'm I'm looking for more people to play the game with. Me too. I'm sure Ben is too. We'd love to play with you. Hit us up. For sure. For sure. And that's it. As always, you can visit handsomefandom.com. We got tons of content. Lots of videos too yeah. right now. We just had a preview for a game called uh Terrarium. Terrarium. And we had a Devil May Cry video last week. And I'm working on a little review for a book. It's coming out pretty soon. So I'm excited about that. The book already came out, but the, the book review. is out. The yeah. review is incoming. So looking forward to that. Ben, any final words? I think that's it. Just keep it juicy. Keep it juicy. We'll see you guys later. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.